Good afternoon, everyone. Hi, this is Shirley with Life Successful Forums. I hope everyone is well. I hope everyone is staying safe, being safe, and staying safe. Uh, we're going to get right to the topic. There's an interesting topic that I want to talk to you about today. Um, our topic today is how COVID has impacted and affected our children. Now, this is a two-part. This is a two-part um, thing because I'm 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 all, I'm talking about how COVID uh, nineteen the pandemic has impacted and affected our youth, our children that are in school from kindergarten to college. Um, and I'm also going to talk about how domestic violence has risen, has escalated, as well as molestation um, during the pandemic. So let's start out. Let's start out with how it has greatly impacted. Um, we already know COVID shut down the entire country. Ninety percent of our country were were. They're out of work, still out of work. The uh, unemployment, what I've read, um, went up a little bit in my state. I don't know what state you guys are in, but sometimes you want to, you know, want to just go on and, um, you know, check and see what's going on. You're, you're looking for jobs, and you know, sometimes, you know, you might want to just go and look for something remotely right now until things get better, or if you go out there, you feel safe enough to go out there. Um, and work, try to, you know, try to get some income because we we need to, you know, brace ourselves because, you know, some things that are, that are happening, we're, you know, we have a president that is not conceding and we have to, you know, make sure that we're okay. And so that, that doesn't mean it's panic. It just means prepare. Just prepare and make sure that you have more than enough so that there is stuff in your storehouse. Now, um, COVID has changed us. Uh, <laughs> things won't be the same. Things will not be the same, to say the least. Um, it has changed our lives forever. The flu, which was over 100 years ago, was the pandemic for that particular um, time and they found a vaccination and most times you don't find a cure for a vaccination until about the third year. You know, so we're still after a hundred years uh, still taking flu shots for flu season. So that just goes to show you what this COVID-19, how it has affected um, us. And many of us have lost uh, loved ones due to this deadly disease. As much as the CDC has tried to tell us to keep the mask on, um, to make sure you wear your mask, and they've, have, they've also mandated in most uh, states and countries to keep your mask on at all times. And I want to also remind you that when you put your mask on, make sure it's covering your nose. Um, make sure that your nose is covered and make sure that you get the type of mask that you can, you can breathe because a lot of us that have, um, 
uh, breathing issues. Um, the mask cause is causing uh, breathing issues, uh, unfortunately. But we have to obey the laws of the land and put those masks on. And we want to protect ourselves as well as our neighbors. We don't want this thing to keep going. Um, we're at, we're hitting the second um, wave of this pandemic, and it is really um, it is really you know, ramping up as, as opposed to slowing down because we still have people that just don't want to adhere to wearing the mask to keep somebody else safe, keeping the six feet restriction, keeping, you know, uh, the gatherings, uh, uh, to a, a minimal or not at all. Um, uh, um, we have people that are just not obeying that, and that's what's causing this thing to keep uh, continuing. We have hospitals, those that are working on the front lines, our doctors, our nurses, our first responders that are catching it as well. They're dying as well. The hospitals are full to capacity. If there was, I just heard on the news today, there's hospitals um, if a person came in with a heart attack, they cannot treat them immediately. That's that's horrible to hear something like that when you're when you are um, working in a hospital and your job is to save lives and you have to decipher which one do I have to save. Well, what we would think is we're going to go to the ones that need it the most. But at this point, we have there's decisions that they have they have put in place that have to. Um, they have to make a decision on. And that's sad that our country has come to that um, because of one person's decision. And that's where we have to pray for him. Even though we still, he's still a human being and he's still a person that God made. So we'll keep him in prayer. And that's all I have to say about that. Um, the mask, the mask are, uh, just, it, it, it's when, even when I go out and I put them on and I put it in, I wear glasses now. So when I go to the grocery store and I have to go out, um, it fogs up my glasses, but I don't take my mask off. I make sure and I make sure that my daughter's is over our noses uh, to protect whatever is in the air, airborne or whatever. And it's all covering our mask and you make sure you get the ones that, you know, uh, you get, you know, have the tie where it can fit to your ears and it's not slipping down. And so, um, you can get them, you can make them and you can make them yourselves. You can purchase them, whatever, you know, to keep yourself safe. Now let's talk about our children, their mental and social health and how it has impacted and affected them. Since March, the children have been out of school, mandated to be taught virtual. Mind you, children have not been taught virtual. So it was a shock for teachers as well as the students to try to come up with a curriculum or how to come up with the Zoom or the classroom um, for the, the, the children to be able to get um their, their school uh, studies to continue and be able to continue with school via learning through 
the internet via Zoom, through Classroom, through uh, Google Class, through whatever um, whatever uh, that your ch- whatever your school or your children uh, whatever they use for their um, curriculum. So how it has impacted them. They have been in the house, just like we have as parents, as adults, as guardians, have been in this house or their houses, your houses, or wherever you are. Um, And they have children are naturally they want to go and see their friends their that that their friends that's their social you know how we were when we grew up our friends was everything we you know we obeyed our parents old school when them lights came on on you better have your hips in that house now now that's telling my age when them light them head those lights come on your hips better be in those houses or there were going to be some consequences. But we were able to go out and play with our friends and be able to communicate with our friends. As humans, we are we are naturally bred to be able to be, be with one another. We're like a pack. That's like we have to be um, around one another. We have to be around each other we have to communicate and be able to hug a hug can do a a a a bountiful things to a person when you feel a person's touch just a touch of a hand just a touch period a hug or just laughing and tapping that person on a leg or whatever the case may be we're built to be able to communicate in that aspect not only by words but by human touch that human touch gives us a sense of being there being alive being being able to communicate through that way but with our children being as young as they are through kindergarten through college um it has been it has caused depression mental breakdowns it has caused um suicides i have seen on tv so many that has the youngest that i've seen is eight on the news um and that breaks my heart because there's no yes you're with your family unit you're with your family unit in your house, but you have to understand the child's side of it. We want to protect our children, yes, and we, and that's what we have to do. We've got to protect our children. We've got to let them know how dangerous this disease is. We've got to let them know that you can't touch everything. You've got to... Uh, you have your hand sanitizer, your gloves on. Just make sure that you have that six feet restriction, that distance. Make sure that you're you're washing your hands, you're wiping things down, keeping your stuff cleaned every day. Making sure that when you, if you come in contact with someone, you get you get a. a um, checked out to make sure that you are that's why you limited people that come in your house at this point i don't have people to come in my house because i have underlining ish health issues so i make sure that i protect her and in turn i'm being protected as well so we have to uh teach our children how important it is to be protected against this very very deadly disease we have lost thousands upon thousands of people to this disease that should have been caught way before it got to this point. 
way before it got to this point, unnecessary lives that have been lost. And now it is affecting our babies, our children, our Generation Zs. We have to learn and make sure you look because the first sign of depression is isolating yourself, making sleeping a lot, not wanting to talk to anyone, not wanting to do anything, not eating, not just not doing anything. That's the first sign of, uh, of depression. And that's what we're seeing and I'm hearing with these parents with kids, with what's going on. Yes, they're seeing their classmates on on, on their class um, Googles or Classroom Google or Zoom or whatever um, uh, um, that you use. But it's not the same as being in person. And that's what we as parents and teachers and, and government officials, all we have to understand that human, human, humankind is made to interact, interact face to face or in person. That is a different kind of communication. It gives us a feeling of we can see eye to eye. We can, we can hear their voices. We can, it, it's a different type of thing and for our children to contemplate suicide because they cannot have that human that type of personal touch is sad because of one person and we've got to we've got to come up with a strategy in our family unit in our family household to make sure that we pay attention if you see them set those signs of depression Get up, you start talking and ask, even if they don't want to talk at that particular time and moment, give them their space, let them get together, let them get themselves together. They will come to you eventually and they'll start, they'll start, they'll start talking about, I miss my friends, I miss this, I miss that. Don't keep, I want to know now, I want to know now, I want to know, no, you, you, you have to make sure when they're, uh, that's, that's a very sensitive area because you don't want to push them to, into the what? The next thing is suicide. That mentality, that spirit, that type of thing is running rampant amongst our young people. And unfortunately, some have succeeded in doing that. We don't want any more of our children that are going to be the next doctors, that are going to be the next lawyers, the presidents, uh, uh, scientists that are going to cure things, cancer and uh, 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 all of these diseases that have had not had no cures. These are children that are coming up that are going to have those things, that are going to be those ones that uh, win, win, win um, awards for um uh, those type of getting uh, the can uh, cancer. I'm 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 waiting to see our children being able to know a child um, from Generation Z or Generation X that haven't come yet uh, that they have all of these cures for stuff like this. That when it comes up, before it even comes up, we already have a vaccination already in place. That we have something already in place that is secure. That is secure, not something that is an easy fix, but it's a it's a cure for it, not a one, two, three, one, bam, thank you, ma'am. It's a cure for it. You can't come up with something that easy. When a child is, it, when a child is going through that 
um, withdrawal from being able to be with their friends, we have to come up with a strategy in our family home unit um, for their, especially with a mental breakdown when they just cry and cry and cry and cry. That's a beginning of a mental breakdown because this thing has been going on since March and we, if all because of one person, um, and we have to protect our own. We've got to protect our children. Our children are our future. And that is facts. We've got to understand that our children are the most important thing in our lives. Besides God, God comes first. I will always say that. But our children are our, are our future. And we've got to realize that when something affects them, We've got to be on it. It can't be so much. We're so deep into what we're doing. Our children have to come first. Our children have to, we have to know, especially during these hard times, that our, we've got to learn the, the signs, the symptoms. We've got to, you know, play, laugh, and joke, have movie nights, have popcorn fights, do have dinner, turn the um, electronics off. Let's talk about things. Let's laugh about things. Let's, you know, at this point in time, let's get some, get some games out, get some, do some things, take walks. Me and my daughter used to do walks. We can't do it as much as we can because of what's going on. Go do a mother-daughter talk, a mother-daughter walk. Uh, father son talk, a uh, father son walk, going to that, you know, I, I'm not, you know, they opened up the gym, some of the gyms, but I'm not going to do that. I, I work out, worked out at a gym. I can't do that right now because I am keeping myself and my daughter safe. Now you may be going to that and I'm, I'm, I'm not, um, um, uh, uh, judging you on doing that, but for me and my daughter, I have to be careful. And so with that being said, um, it, it's, it's very imperative that we pay attention, um, to our children. They, they try to hide it, but we as parents, I, my daughter, no, I'll bust in her room in a minute. Hey, what's going on? What you doing? I, I, I might jump on her, I might play with her and stuff like that just to keep her um, happy, keep her spirits up. And even though I know I'm not in her age bracket or her friend, um, I'm her parent, I'm not her friend, but I make sure that she tries to be happy, as happy as she can get. Um, you know, she talks on her, uh, you know, our kids, if they have phones, they talk on the phone with their friends, FaceTiming them, seeing them and talking to them about issues about, you know, how we did. We had, uh, girl issues. We had boy issues. You know how it goes with children, but it's not the same as when you're in uh, that thing. When my daughter heard that they were doing the hybrid, um, one day in one day out, um, she's, she's on, um, you know, her, you know, uh, where we're at, she's, she goes on different days in person. This girl was so happy and I seen the exuberance in her and I saw how happy that she was just to be able to get out of the house and be able to be around people her age that I was like, Oh my God, this is, this is really bad. And me keeping her, you know, her, 
me keeping her in the house and she's not understanding why we don't venture out much it's because i want to keep my baby safe i want to keep my baby alive i don't want nothing spread to her or me and we don't want to spread nothing if we have it because it depends the, uh, the COVID-19 you can be asymptomatic which means you don't have any symptoms and have the, the disease and can pass it along so we have to be careful and we have to like I said I'm reiterating teach your children yeah you, they might listen I'm with you they've been in our in, a, in the house with us all day long since March yeah they're getting on your nerves mine get on mine nerves yes but guess what would you rather them get on your nerves or be six feet under let me let, let's pause on that for a minute would you rather your children get on your nerves than be six feet under teach them about this pandemic teach them how to how to uh stay that six feet away how to wear the gloves how to have my daughter has a big thing of Dramex, uh a hand sanitizer you know you can make your own with aloe vera and 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 um with aloe vera and and a little uh um uh, uh bleach and some water make your own you know, do 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 some do some creative things to keep yourself um, uh, 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 healthy. Uh, I give my daughter um, and myself. We take our we take our vitamins and we eat um, natural our natural safe because I have a natural um, organic business. So we eat um, uh, eat uh, the plants of sage and. It helps uh, with the immune system, and those that are, those of you who are on the front line are nurses. That if you look it up, it does it helps with the immune your immunity uh, as as well as zinc and some other ones. So um, educate yourself on some of the things that you need to do to keep your immune system built up so that you don't easily get infected. You won't get infected. Keep your immune system up. Keep it up, even though your my daughter does not like taking these 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 um uh, vitamins but i make her take them so that her immune system is so built up because she's still growing it's the immunity system is not uh mature enough so we've got to get it where her immune system is so built up or his immune system our children's immune system are so built up that when it seems like it, it can come our way if we've been around somebody it's not affecting her it's not affecting you it's not affecting me it's not affecting our neighbors build your immunity up so that we can be safe we can be healthy this is the things that we have to teach because we're not going to be taught nobody's going to do it for ourselves we've got to do it they're not going to do it for us we've got to do it for ourselves so go out and research get that vitamin d a thousand units get the vitamin c uh one thousand units get that zinc get that potassium get all of those stuff get that sage get the cinnamon you all of these things are are things that are natural that are going to keep your immunity system built up against this covid19 disease we don't want to take something that's a quick fix that's going to damage our system. We want something that's a, a for sure cure. Let me say that again. We don't want something that's a fix, uh, a, a quick fix. 
fix. We some we want something that's a secure, sure, uh, a for sure cure. And with our children, that mental, that depression that comes in, and that has set a cycle. It has set a cycle of mental illness. And I gave that on a segment before about mental illness in the black community. Mental illness is not only in the black community. Mental illness is in all race, nationalities, and ethnicities. We have to make sure when depression comes in, sometimes that thing is a hard thing to get rid of. So we got to make sure when we see those signs, oh, no, 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 not mine. We get that thing. We make sure we make sure, uh-uh, let's laugh. Let's joke about something. And me and my daughter will laugh because laughter, if you don't know, and the doctors will tell you, it's good medicine. It will heal what ails you. Laughter is good medicine for your soul. And I went Bible on you on there. But it is proven fact. It's scientifically proven that laughter will heal you. <laughs> and you can look that up if you want to. And, I, and, and the mental breakdowns where you see him just crying and then they're just bursting out with anger on you, just going off for no reason. You're like, what in the world is going on with you? And you've got to, you don't, don't take the, the angle of, you know, uh, you better watch yourself. You don't know what's going on in them. I had to learn this. You don't know what's going on in, through their mind at this particular time because they're not getting out. Every time I get ready to go somewhere, my daughter is zoom, right in the car. She's like, come on, mom. <laughs> She's tired of being in the house. I am too. I am too. And I know everybody else around the world is as well. But we've got to be, we, we, I tell her, I know you want to go out. I know you, you're tired of being in. I know you want to go to park to, with your friends. I know you're, you, you, this is her first year, ninth grade. Um, and she's been robbed. She's been robbed of her ninth grade experience and, and, and as many as, uh, uh, as well as the rest of the ones that are starting sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, kindergarten, um, even college, even our college students. Um, so, uh, just, you know, be aware of the depression, be aware of the mental breakdowns, um, um, Example is, you know, when they flip out at that out-of-control anger, that's a mental breakdown. They are angry because they can't do nothing. All they do is be on the laptops um, like she is with her her, her, her laptop for school. And uh, she could talk and see her friends on, on her um, iPhone, but it's not like being with your friends in human. And even with that, you know, sometimes, you know, we'll go, you know, during the summer, I would go to the beach because it was open enough. And me and the mothers would take the, the me and the mothers that I've connected with, um, would take them to the beach. Um, but they would have to be far apart. They couldn't really touch. Um, and then we had to stop that because one of the, one of them is a nurse. So we had to, and she would give us some tips on things. So we had to stop that. And, you know, that's, that, that is depressing for them. And, you know, this is about our children. This segment is about how it's affecting our children, how it's, uh, it, 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 and it's, it's just, 
impacted their lives drastically. This is something that they're going to tell their children and their children are going to tell their children, just like the people that had this 